Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Hello and welcome to the Dave Recap Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and I'm here to break down every episode of the hit FXX comedy series. If you're a fan of Little Dicky and his unique brand of hilarious and irreverent comedy, then this is the podcast for you. So sit back, relax, and let's submerge ourselves into the world of Dave. This episode, Season 3, Episode 5, The Storm. This episode aired April 26, 2023, and is directed by Shannon Murphy. In this episode, the gang is stuck in Mississippi at a fan's house. This episode has major horror movie vibes. This is definitely a horror episode of the show in many ways. From the score to many of the scenes, this episode has a massive amount of stress and cringe as Dave uh, takes on his religious hosts. Dave always means well as he tries to inspire his fans not to give up on their dreams and Gaeta's recent behavior escalates to a moment where we learn a lot more about him. It seems like things build up with Gaeta until the dam breaks, and then we just get a flood of emotion and information from him, right? And this episode is also about how you can't choose the people who love your work or how they choose to interpret your work. Uh, And this episode also uh, had by far the most disgusting and uncomfortable moments in the entire show. Uh, And all while a hurricane is passing through town. So great episode. Let's get into it. Starts off with a giggling super fan. uh, First in line for a little Dickie show. Nobody else is around as she's waiting outside the venue. We are in Mississippi and cut to her inside singing along to the show right a montage of the show and of course all of the gigantic props that are on stage are at this show too i don't know how they're getting these from show to show uh, but the giant displays and lips and these things that are on stage with dickie and and gata but this fan super fan is having a great time at the show uh and before one of the song or after one of the songs, little Dickie calls to uh, for a fan, a female fan to come up to the stage, come on stage with him. And out of everybody in the crowd, he chooses the super fan. And as she comes up on the stage, the entire venue starts to boo. And the music, there is a score in this throughout this episode that feels very Hitchcockian. I was going to do some research and completely forgot to do. Uh, to see if the score from this episode was actually used in Hitchcock films, because it definitely has that vibe. Uh, This, like, flute score that's playing definitely felt like a Hitchcock movie. Definitely has that vibe. Even though nothing horrific is happening yet, nothing, no thrilling, you know, or, or scary or intense moments are happening yet. But it's, it's, it's laying the groundwork, I think. And, uh, Everyone, like, is kind of frozen and shocked by the way this crowd is reacting, uh, even Gata. Like, everybody's just kind of like, whoa, why is everybody so angry that he brought this super fan? And, of course, she's overweight. So, you know, 
after the show, you have Gaeta trying to recite the Pledge of Allegiance to this woman, this groupie that is there backstage with them. And you have Dave texting Robin, so he kept in touch with this woman that he definitely connected with. Maybe he followed the advice of Allie from the last episode, but he is texting Robin about the crazy fans uh, and how bad he feels for this girl who comes backstage, the super fan comes backstage to meet Dave, right? She's super nervous. He, you know, he's her favorite rapper of all time, and he apologizes and said that it's okay, right? It's, it's like he apologized for what happens. She's like, oh, it's okay. It's a little dicky show. And you can tell, like, at that moment that he doesn't know how to take it. Like, what does she mean by that? Is, is this, like... Am I attracting fans that treat people like this, right? Are his fans assholes, right? It's, it's just like just within the look of Dave when she says that, like, wait a minute. What does that mean? What does it mean? This is like this is a little dicky. This is what I bring. These are my fans. So, or at least those are the, those are what I imagine the thoughts are going through his head in that moment. But he tells a super fan whose name is Meg uh, that they will make it up to her, right? tells mike to go get her a shirt mike asks what shirt size she is right and she's a bigger girl so dave feels uncomfortable so he tells mike just bring the whole box over let her choose whatever he wants right and then dave invites her to his show in memphis uh and says that he'll give her backstage passes uh and then mike kind of throws him a look like whoa what do you do you're going don't just like calm down we don't need to do this and then she thanks him but then tells him that she doesn't have a car so of course Dave invites her on the tour bus. I'm like, this is, like, this is the moment. Similarly to when they were in uh, Georgia, where Dave asks Rick Ross about his chain, and I know this is the beginning of what's going to be the stressful moment in this episode. And Dave inviting this girl on tour with him to Memphis, where he's gonna drive her back after they do their show in memphis like logistically i don't know how this is supposed to happen right and mike tries to tell him that it's full the bus is full right and dave calls her his ride or die right either if if she doesn't ride then we all die right then tells her that you know she can't you know shit on the bus as everybody is told immediately um, and he's like, not, not just you, like no one can shit on the bus. And she's like, that's okay. I just, I'll just hold it in. Right. And like already, this is not going well. I'm already anxious. Right. Just like the Rick Ross situation with the chain cut to the next morning. Right. The bus pulls up to her house. Like it's just early morning. You're seeing shots of her house, just a regular house that would be in Mississippi, I guess. Right. Bus pulls up. And everybody files off of the bus, right? Because Els has a Zoom meeting and he needs to use their Wi-Fi. They have a rat on the bus that ate the Wi-Fi cable, whatever, whatever. So they need to borrow her Wi-Fi, which just makes this awkward and stressful situation even more stressful. When they go inside, she tells them that it's not her. It's her family, his parents' house. So it's like, oh, great, right? This is her parents' house. And she tells Els the password for their Wi-Fi is... Uh, I live for him. And of course, Dave assumes that is in reference to him. She's like, oh, you are a super fan. She's like, no, it's for Jesus. Right. So Els goes to her brother's room 
to make his call. Gata and his groupie go ask where the restroom is. So, of course, we know what they're going to be doing. Um, and then Dave asks her to give her a tour of give him a tour of her home. Right. And she's not looking very stoked at this whole thing that's going on. This is kind of overwhelming, I would imagine. Meanwhile, you have Emma looking at all the religious art that is all over the place. And she mentions kind of under her breath that she used to know all of this stuff. Right. So we get a little bit of Emma. She used to be religious or grew up in a, a Christian household. Uh, meanwhile, it starts to rain outside and the score gets back to that kind of Hitchcockian-esque kind of sound. Uh, you have Meg showing Dave this little dicky doll that she has that's still in the box and he tells her how hard it was right to make the doll not look like an albino black man she's like no it looks just like you right and she starts talking about his music and thinks that he's the best satirical artist and of course dave is eating this up finally she gets it she gets what i'm trying to do right and meanwhile they're both putting on goofy sunglasses as they're talking and he asks her what what people are like out there because he wasn't vibing with the crowd last night and she kind of passes it off as if like they're just regular b-holes uh you would find anywhere it's like oh because they were hollering at me last night that's like they're just regular b-holes you'd find them anywhere as if like that's how crowds would react everywhere dave it's like no that's that's kind of a a unique reaction to to somebody then she shows dave a picture of her uh crippled French like oh look at this f picture of my friend that's crippled and she, but she's great she's really funny he's like oh yeah she's crippled um kind of a weird way to end that little encounter but cut to Gata in the bathroom with this groupie having sex in the bathtub on one of those like elderly shower chair things and the groupie like sh and she's not like a young groupie she's like looks older than Dave or looks older than both Gata and Dave uh, the groupie shows Gata a tattoo that she got of his name on his, like, on her, like, back, like, rib section. And Gata looks like he is about to pass out. Like, he looks like he's barely there. I don't know if that's intentional or what, but Gata looks like he is, he's, like, he looks like he's wasted on something. Or extremely tired for some reason. Cut to Dave and Meg now sitting on the floor of her bedroom and Dave talking about Wizard of Oz being hard to enjoy now because we know that Judy Garland was sexually assaulted by all the Oompa Loompas in the movie. And uh, Meg corrects him, saying that they were called munchkins, right? Of course. Oh, yeah, of course, munchkins, the other little people in, movie, in a movie from back then. Then he asks what her wildest hopes and dreams are. And she says that she loves to dance. And Dave asks her to dance and kind of starts making a beat with his you know by slapping his chest right and then she starts kind of dancing but still sitting on the ground sitting on the floor and there's this music the score swells like it's supposed to be this big inspirational moment the score in this episode is a big character in this episode so you have this swelling score, this inspirational swelling score as Dave sees that this person is inspired to dance and he loves it, right? And she tells him that she used to have a TikTok, but her parents made her take it down. And then Dave asks why, and she, she tells him because they banned secular dancing, right? And it's like, 
no, right? So we're finding out that her parents very religious, so religious that they they forbid her to dance. Right? That's the level of religious that her family is. The password is a reference to living for Jesus, right? This is this is a family whose personality, their identity is Christian, right? Everything else comes secondary to the fact that they they everything about them is that they feel they are Christian, right? And then she says it's okay, right? It's not like she was going to be a famous dancer anyway. And Dave tells her that you don't have to have like immense talent these days to be successful right you just have to have your own style have your own energy and you can make it happen right you can just you can have your niche right that is the thing everybody all the the gurus that tell you how to be be popular online you got to find your niche right and sometimes finding your niche is just being true to yourself creating things in the way you create things and just learning how to improve the way you do the things that you do and the way you do them, right? And he also says that it should be her choice, not her parents' choice, whether she decides to follow it, right? And then she hears a thump and starts to freak out, right? I, I assume it was like a car door closing, right? And Dave, like, seeing her jump up, freaked out. Dave's like, wait, what's going on, right? Cut to Mike and Emma we're sitting at the like the dining room table. Emma's thinking that the rat that's on the bus has been gnawing on her phone case. Uh, Mike mentions that he was going to bring a woman back to the bus uh, to bang it home, but bailed because the rats. He didn't want this woman to see the rats. Meanwhile, you see Meg's family walking in, right? You have Meg's parents. You have her little sister. You have her older brother. I don't know if he's older, but brother super old grandma and then her two parents right the dad asks what they're doing and mike they both stand up because they're like oh shit what is this mike stuttering said they 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 are you know they're with the girl with the the body and the the head the all the uh the head on her hair the head of hair right she's shorter and has like all the hair on her head right and then dave and meg walk in and meg like thought they were going to be at the fair all day, but they had to turn around because it started raining. The weather got bad, like spoiled all their stuff. Uh, and her mom's upset that she was alone, possibly. Al were you alone with a man in our house? Meanwhile, I'm just waiting for them to discover that Gata is having sex in their bathroom, right? Uh, like that. The last thing this family would want to see is, Gata having sex in the bathroom with a groupie. Uh, Dave explains uh, their friends and, you know, that, the, you know, their friend, like he's friends with Meg and he was just letting, she was just letting them use her Wi-Fi right before they head off to Memphis. And her dad tells them that they aren't going anywhere because the roads are closed because a hurricane is coming. And they're all going to be trapped there overnight. And Meg's mom says that they can stay right till the storm passes. And Mike's like, not stoked about that at all the grandma thinks mike is some guy named richard uh and they try to s say they'll you know just get on the bus like the bus got all the wheel drives and they'll just they'll be able to drive through the storm no problem and then you hear Me meg's brother say something about him and getting stuck out there in, in a storm with his boys at their meeting right kind of implying 
you know, the kind of meeting some people might be wearing some white hoods, pointy white hoods, uh, or maybe discussing how the white people are being replaced, uh, you know, specific type of boys in the very specific kind of meeting. Just then, Gaeta and the groupie show up, and Dave describes her as trans-Siberian, but clarifies that not she's not transsexual. I mean, sorry, transgender, right? And Mike is freaking out. Mike's like, this is, like, everything is bad right now. Everything is bad, and Dave adds that they have one more friend that's in the other room, referring to Els, who is on this Zoom meeting, and Mike describes Els as tan, right? Because... Mike is freaking out. He's like, I don't know what these people, I don't know what they're thinking of, like, this group of people. We got these black dudes that are here. I don't know what version of Christianity they are here in, in Mississippi. I don't know what kind of hate-filled people these Christians are, what version they are. So he's, like, freaking out. But cut to everybody, all the, the gang in one of the rooms, right, in a spare bedroom, and Mike is on the phone with Cliff, the bus driver, who was stuck at an AM PM, and L suggests that they just get an Uber, right? But of course the weather's crazy, so who's gonna be Ubering in the weather? And then you <clears throat> you see the groupie kind of flirting with Gaeta, but his body language is like that he's over it. I mean clearly after he saw that tattoo, I think that kind of changed. Like that's that's a little bit much, lady. Uh, get a tattoo of my name. Um as I'm inside you. Like that's a that's a <laughs> very very odd time to be to be uh faced with that kind of uh that kind of uh gesture and then emma mentions that uh they're super conservative and dave dave says no shit right and uh says they're the belly we're in the belly of the beast here so you know they might be true we don't know they're clearly very religious the brother kind of insinuated maybe he's part of group a group where you know potentially but nothing is true not we don't know what version of christianity they are right because there's there's a spectrum right just as gender and sexuality is a spectrum so is christianity and there's there uh, it does exist that there are nice christians that are actually welcoming and actually kind of follow in the teachings of Jesus Christ, as it were. But then there's the other side of the spectrum, which is basically like white supremacist Nazi kind of spectrum of, of Christian behavior, which we're kind of seeing take over in the, the government. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking for the perfect gift for that art lover in your life? Look no further than InspireDisorder.com. Our gift cards can be used to purchase original artwork from the many faces, a collection of over 2,000 original abstract ink portraits. These one-of-a-kind pieces make for a truly unique and meaningful gift. But that's not all. Our gift cards can also be used to purchase high-quality prints and t-shirts featuring these amazing paintings. Plus, if the recipient is a fan of The Ray Taylor Show, they can use the gift card to purchase merchandise from the show as well. So why wait? Head on over to InspireDisorder.com and purchase a gift card today. Your loved one will be sure to appreciate the thought and creativity behind such a unique gift. Thank you for considering InspireDisorder.com for all of your gift needs and now back to the show dave warns right they're in the belly of the beast dave warns that there are some outdated principles they have some outdated principles right 
uh, being ad adhered to in this household. And Mike notes that at least they're putting them up for the night, right? At least they're being nice. So that is a good thing. And Dave is back to worrying about Meg, who he feels has already been put through shit at his show and now has to deal with this kind of life on a day-to-day -day level, right? Dave is kind of uh, assuming this Meg's feeling towards her life a little bit, right? All she wants to do is dance, but her parents ban her because of religious reasons. And then Gaeta brings up that Dave's parents told him not to be a rapper. Dave's like, well, that's, you know, that's different. That wasn't for religious reasons, right? They were doing it for logical reasons, of course. And then Els tells Dave not to cause any problems, right? Clearly, Dave, not not one to just sit back and just, like, not bother with things. Which I would be like, yeah, let's just, like, shut up. Who cares? Let's just get through this night. This is not the time or the place to be battling ideas that are literally tearing this country apart. So... Els is worried, telling him not to, to cause any problems. They don't want to get kicked out. And Dave says his mom told him they cannot sit back and let people ruin the, the social fabric of our country just because they were raised different, right? Gata tells Dave, uh, is anyone going to feel uncomfortable? Uh, if anybody in that situation is going to feel comfortable, it's the two black dudes, right? And... Uh, he didn't like the way the brother looked at him, right? Obviously. So Dave tries to relate being Jewish to the black oppression, which is like, oh, my God, just another can of worms. Just like there are layers of stress that I am going through watching this. And then them being in this house that they are on some spectrum of, of hardcore Christianity. And now Dave already acting like he's going to be confrontational and now even bringing that into the room they are where he's the 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 jewish versus black experience in human history having that debate that the competition of oppression right and dave argues that the holocaust you know versus slavery and all this kinds of things and mike suggests that they just go out and help them board up the house or the windows or whatever they need to be doing that needs to get done. We should, instead of just sitting in here, we should go out there and give them a hand, right? And tells Dave not to bring up the dancing. Like, just leave, just don't bring anything up. Just be polite, and we'll get out of here in the morning. But Dave continues talking about the Holocaust, and then he's like, he's hell-bent on arguing with these parents as well. And just then, lightning strikes. They all jump. They're all scared, right? This... This episode very much, very much a horror episode for Dave. Uh, but cut to Dave meeting uh, the going. He's at the table and he's uh, asking Meg's little sister. Oh, he's setting the table. And he asks Meg's little sister. She's like, I don't know, like seven, six. I don't know. Young girl asks if she wants to help him make fork and knife duos with him, right, to help set the table. And this girl, just f straight, straight face, the girl replies saying, God says I'm foolhardy and tarnished. And Dave's like, wait, what did you say? I didn't, I didn't catch that. 
And then she says, he hates me when I weep. And then she just walks away. Right? It, the indications are for on what spectrum this family rests on when it comes to the Christian faith. It, it is more and more so it is implying that they are leading hardcore uh, and not the very open and welcoming type of, of version. And then you see Meg's dad bring up that uh, Dave is a performer and asks if he performs any Christian music. And Dave's like, yeah, you know, this. Uh, if you consider Jewish to be Christian, right, because Jesus was Jewish. Right. And then he's like, no. And, you know, I'm actually a rapper. Uh, and then the dad gives a very judgmental look. And Dave says, but like, you know, with a totally positive message, you know, and then her mom says uh, that they're they prefer God's message. Right. And I, I'm just like so stressed out at all these interactions. Right. I just know it's a matter of time before like this takes a turn for the worst like i'm just waiting for it it's like this is inevitable this is just going to get worse this is like a slow decline into stress and anxiety for me as i'm watching this episode and dave says that he's likes he likes god you know he, th he says that he thinks god would gel with his message right and she says that they they don't have to share their values to share their table, right? She's she's trying to give Dave an out. It's like, well, we don't have to agree on this if we're just going to share a meal together tonight, right? We don't have to get into this. Clearly giving Dave an out. But, of course, Dave not taking it. He keeps going. And he uses the term to play devil's advocate, which is, like, just uh, the worst time to be using that turn of phrase. Uh, and but he adds that not that he needs an advocate, but Dave says that it's you know this is what's wrong with America, uh, uh, like using this opportunity. This is not the time and place, right? Having these types of, of discussions is like taking mushrooms. It's all about set and setting, and this is not the time or place to be having these discussions. You're not going to get anywhere. There's no going to be no resolution. You're not, nobody's going to be budged on what they believe in this situation. And I'm not enjoying this at all. I am, despite, I like this episode, I am very uncomfortable watching this, right? And this is clearly the intention of this episode. And then Dave says that they don't have, they don't know, like, they don't know his values and that they make, they may have more in common than they think. So then the mom, she asks, like, okay, she, she says sorry, and then asks him what his values are, right? And it's like, this is just such a losing path, no matter what. There's no right way, unless he says he worships Jesus, and, the, and he, he is, Jesus is his Lord and Savior, and follows the word of God, right? There's no answer that he can give that they will accept, right? That is the only answer they will accept. And they're trying to give him an out. Like, we don't have to talk about this, Dave. Cut to Dave in some other back room, calling his mom to ask her what his values are. He's like, it's hard to boil down your values when you haven't been groomed your entire life to, like, recite what your, your uh, supposed values are, right? Like, Christians are so good at doing. From a young age, they kind of, 
you know, they groom kids to follow and know all of the things to say. So where when you spout out your values, it's very easy. It's like they're, they're slogans and, and things that they say and things that they do, the repetition and training and, and pounding it into your brain. Whereas if you're not a religious person, you just kind of know and you are. You choose to be good and you don't like you're not locked into any kind of pre pre written down rules and, and words and sayings and catchphrases and all these things. So he tells her he's in Mississippi and with the people that she says are the bad part of America. And she asks if they're armed and Dave is surprised when uh, he sees Meg's brother behind him. Right. Just surprised. Just like, well, where'd you come from? Just as lightning crashes. Uh, and I, I haven't seen Meg this whole time. I don't know what happened ever since the parents came home. She, you haven't seen Meg at all. So Dave plays it off, right, That he, like he was talking to somebody else. Like he was talking to his cousin. And then Meg's brother tells Dave that he needs, he needs him. And uh, goes, walks outside, and Dave follows him. Cut to Mike. Oh, this is, this, this is like the most uncomfortable scene in this entire episode. Cut to Mike, Emma, and Els sitting at the dining room table. It's dark. It's storm outside. Things are already uncomfortable. Els is sitting there. He's got this dog in his lap. Mike brings up the fact that no one says uh, things are going north when things are going well, right? They only say south when things are going poorly, things are going south, right? And Emma says that she thinks the little girl is a demon, which I agree. I agree. Very the scary by far. It's amazing how absolutely terrifying kids can be. Just, you know. Then Mike asks what it means uh, when rappers say demon time. Right. And Emma guesses that it means uh, when they fuck late at night. Right. And while they're talking. Right about this nonsense you see the grandma come out right there's the dining room and then there's like a little like living room area or whatever and you see the the grandma go into that living room area and sit down on like this recliner wearing a robe but it's like completely open is completely naked underneath this open robe right so already okay what is this this old lady who's not really there she thinks mike is richard comes out sits down robe completely open you can see everything we can't really see everything but els can see something els looks over and notice right he tells them that he, he can see her pussy right and then they both look over and agree right emma asks what they should do so they're all sitting at this kitchen table this old like lady that's you know got dementia or alzheimer's or whatever is like mostly naked sitting down in the next room and they're like what are we doing what do we go right and then you see the dog jump off of l's lap and goes over to the old lady and starts licking her pussy between like just burying his face and you hear it the sound the audio mix of this dog licking this old woman's vagina is disgusting I have a problem listening to people chew or eat like somebody on a podcast eating on microphone is the most like nerve wracking. It's just like ch nails on a chalkboard for me. 
So listening to this dog lick this old lady, that the audio of is just so disgusting and so it's just everything is disgusting, right? And they're all freaking out, which is good. They should be freaking out. But Mike can't stop looking, right? He just right, he just can't. And that like it just this this episode just got so much more uncomfortable, right? In a very different way. Right. And the sound of the dog lick, like absolutely disgusting. Right. And they all decide to go to another room. Right. And the, the granny pats the dog on the head. So it's not like she fell asleep or something and the dog's just doing this. She is awake. She knows what's happening. And she's like, good dog. Right. That is something they do. And who knows what the dog was doing with Els before. Right. I'm sure that's all Els can think about is like, what else does this dog lick? Like, what is on my arm my hand what is this this disgusting it would have even been crazier if he was like giving the dog kisses which is disgusting in itself but either way the cuts to a clock on the wall right so we get a little break from this this dog licking this old lady and then cut to dave and meg's brother outside dave's wearing this rain poncho they're dealing with a fallen tree the brother brings out a chainsaw. Dave compares compares this situation to being like in a horror movie, which is like, yeah, like you are in a horror movie, Dave. And then Dave asks the brother if he's seen the movie Saw. And the brother says, no, nah, I hate playgrounds. Seesaw, right? So funny, huh? But also, who hasn't heard of Saw? Who doesn't know this? Oh, I, obviously, ultra-religious people would probably not know any mainstream horror movies and then the brother says they used to call him monkey bar and dave says in an effort to try and relate it's like yeah dave says they used to call him bick because he used to bick his dick with his dad's razor right and the bro asked dave what his intentions are with meg and dave's like they're pure christ-like right she's just a fan and then he mentions that rap, don't rappers fuck their fans? And Dave says, no, 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 no. And then he asks if it's like, is it because she's fat? And Dave's like, no, he loves fat, right? And then the brother says, oh, I'm just fucking with you, right? And he mentions like, oh, I couldn't fuck her either. It's like, okay, so I, I'm, I'm, I guess it's good that you're not into fucking your sister, bro, right? And then Dave mentions that uh she's a sister so it's like you know just as just it's like well she's your sister so why would you and then he brother starts up the chainsaw cut back to uh everybody's back in the room right where mike m and l's they that's where they ran off to mike calls the storm a category three because of course mike would just know what kind of hurricane this is by the look of it uh dave is or gata is recording cameos sitting on the bed doing cameos and you see the groupie kind of just burning a hole in his head, right? Just staring at him with a very intense look. Um, and uh, you see her energy kind of starting to ramp up. And the energy of the scene as well, or of what's going on. You see the energy is starting to ramp up. And then you cut to the mom, like, angrily preparing dinner. Cut back 
to inside. Like, this is the score in these moments is starting to ramp up. Cut back to outside where the brother says that he met the devil and felt the heat of his face. And he will protect his family with his life. And he's going to protect Meg. And Dave tries to bring his focus back to the trees. Like, well, aren't we going to take care of this tree? What are you talking about? While this guy is, like, reciting, like, these... Uh, I, I, I just it's scary like bible verses and saying these things it's just like okay back to the bedroom where gata recording another cameo and then you see the groupie right really breathing hard she grabs the phone throws it to the ground gets right up in his face he's like you see me you see me motherfucker it's like whoa what is going on and she starts yelling at him in russian and then mike and emma are just like kind of watching this whole thing absolutely surprised the groupie runs off and mike tells him to go get her right and gate is like she doesn't i don't chase i don't chase that type of energy right and mike goes after her and it's just like things are starting to ramp up right it's just going to get worse the score getting more intense as you hear the brother reciting some sermons, quoting the, some Bible verse. And then you have the parents both prepping. You have the girl, the demon girl, just skipping around with her doll. Right. Then the power cuts out completely. And, you know, flashes of lightning. You see the brother outside with Dave standing like inches from Dave's face. Right. And he says, Jesus, save me. And Dave mentions that he thinks the power went out, right? Because Dave, <laughs> Dave is trying to act like he's not in a horror movie right now. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about, are you a fan of art, movies, and all things entertainment? Then you need to check out youtube.com slash inspireddisorder. Our page is jam-packed with all kinds of great content, including making of videos of the many faces and ongoing art series of abstract ink paintings. But that's not all. We also feature daily episodes from The Ray Taylor Show, a podcast that brings you movie reviews, TV show reviews, episode recaps, opinion on news and entertainment and much more there's also a weekly diary and top five movie rankings of a variety of categories and if that wasn't enough we've also got how-to videos covering all kinds of topics so why wait head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and start exploring the amazing content we have to offer and now back to the show cut to everybody sitting around the din dinner table candles lit Food is served. The dad starts with the prayer. The dad adds to the prayer, telling that God protect Megan from the devil's temptation, who is who is there at large. And Dave is looking around, clearly thinking that the dad is talking about him. Right then, the mom asks about Gata's foreign friend, and Gata says that she won't be joining them and not to worry about it, and don't need to make her a plate. Right, and Dave mentions something that he's been thinking about all day. Right, he asks what the unchrist what what's so unchristian about dancing and of course meg is we she finally shows up she's uncomfortable the dad says modern dance creates lust and leads to temptation right then you have granny calling mike richard again and he corrects her again right dave mentioning uh the way she expresses herself is just different than how you would have expressed yourself at your age right and the dad says Right. He he caught her filming herself doing splits over a plastic snakehead. Right. Which my, Dave is like, what? And the mom excuses the little girl. Right. It's like, you don't need to be hearing this. Right. And Mike tells Dave just to let it go. Nobody wants. No, I don't want to see this. 
I'm watching the episode. I'm safe at home. I'm not in this scene. I don't want this. I would be so uncomfortable if I was there. I would be so uncomfortable. I would be so much more actively trying to shut Dave up. It's like, you do not need to be. I would pull him aside and be like, you need to shut up, dude. This is not the time and place for this. Like, we do not need to be doing this right now. But of course, I'm not there, so I just have to yell at my TV. But as soon as the kid leaves, Dave says, well, now that he can really dive into it, it's like, oh, great. Right. Dave wants to talk about sexuality and what is evil about it. And then you see the eyes of the dad just kind of roll back in his head as hard as they could. Right. And the dad says it leads to losing your soul. And Emma joins in. Right. Kind of defending Dave. And says how open Jesus was about not judging sexuality because he hung out with prostitutes. And Dave points out that she was a former Christian, right? And Dave mentions how his mom used to, th- to think Kim Kardashian was a DIY porn slut. But now she's a, got a law degree, which is kind of, bull- I mean, it's a law degree, but she used wealthy person loophole to become, a- she didn't actually study law. She didn't. She just has a lot of money, and there's a loophole, so now she's a lawyer. Uh, but she's, you know, she's got a law degree, and she's freeing black people, uh, as if that makes makes her a good person on some level. Um, then the brother mentions how libtards care about more care more about criminals than about aborting babies or unborn babies. It's like, oh great, here we go, here we go. It's just stressing me out, right? It's like. It's basically, this is like turning into what my YouTube comments are, right? Where the most outspoken people are the ignorant right-wing people that think that, like, that just spend their time, they spend their energy complaining in my comments, right? And that's like, the, the brother in this show is the manifestation of, of what those people are that cry in my comments about things just like just spewing all of the generic propaganda whether it's nra or religious or otherwise that is associated with the right-wing ideology of their culture wars and just spewing it in my comment section that's what is manifested in this dinner table and i was like that would be the last place i want to be i don't even like seeing it in my comment section on youtube but to be sitting at a dinner table with this guy is just like would be just just like it'd kill me right dave mentions how silly it is to believe in an old book instead of the facts and humans have learned over the history right and then he says that meg doesn't believe in those things now she's offended because of course she does dave assumed that she didn't right and she tells dave not to talk to her parents that way right so now she's defending her parents dave's like well i don't know what's going on right and dave thinks that he's defending her Right. And then there's a knock at the door. I'm like, what is going on now? Gata gets up from the table and answers answers it, saying it's for him. Right. And at the door is another groupie. Right. Which is hilarious. It is hilarious. This moment. But it's also leading to something. Even more stressful. Well, not even more, but just another thing. So. Finally, a little bit of laughter to break up the most uncomfortable dinner. Right. Gata says that he's calling it a night. He's going to go hang out with this chick out in her car. Els is sitting at the table like, oh, Gata is like a legend. Like this dude. We are. Who knows? And he got this chick to drive through a storm to come hang out. Right. And at that moment, the Russian 
chick shows up, the trans-Siberian shows up, and I'm like, oh, no, right? And then the women start to fight. They start throwing each other around. They start breaking stuff. You have lightning crashing outside. Dave yelling at Gata to prevent this, prevent this, prevent this, right? T- Dave telling Els to do something, right? The new girl leaves. She's all pitched like, oh, I'm out of here, right? And then Mike and Dave tell Gata he can't be doing this shit. They're in somebody else's house, right? And they tell him, like, he's a sex addict. And Gata agrees, right? And Gata's like, this is the, the dam that breaks with Gata, which is ha- this, this happens every once in a while with Gata where – Something builds up, builds up, builds up. The dam breaks, and we get this flood of information, finding out a bunch of stuff about Gata. And in past episodes, like when we found out Gata was bipolar uh, and things like that, it was set up in a way. It, the episodes in general, like the bipolar, is like about Gata, where this feels a little bit not as set up. Right? But Gata agrees when they call him a sex addict. And he says he needs to text somebody every night because that's how much he can't stand being alone, right? And Meg's mom is being cool about this and telling Gata that he can talk. And Gata says that the last girl he saw in, like, who was in a relationship with, she left him and had an abortion and it broke his heart, right? And it's like, oh, great, here we go. And then Meg's mom tries to comfort him, telling him God is always with him, right? At least she's trying to, like... His, the mom in this situation is at least somewhat level-headed. She's trying to give Dave away. She doesn't want to have these arguments, right? And she's trying to be good person, and right. So I like the mom in this situation, um, and she's trying to comfort him, whatever. And then we find out that Gata's parents both left him, and Dave's like, "No, I met your mom." And he's like, "No, that wasn't my real mom. My she chose my real mom chose drugs." Right. And he's like, why should I trust women? Why should I love women, love a woman? Right. My mom didn't love me my whole life. Right. And it just feels a lot like Gata opening up about being bipolar, but without the setup. Right. Feels very out of nowhere, but also shows how just some Christians are compassionate. Right. Just showing that, yes, they may believe in some outlandish stuff, but at least in this moment, she's being compassionate showing some compassionate so some christians are uh although she's still using this as an opportunity to push her religion either way she asks if they can pray for him he's like yes that's fine with me so and i do love how dave drops everything when he sees gate as in trouble and dave is like oh shit like my friend is in trouble the same way with the bipolar and, and everything else right so cut to dave texting meg later on it's after dinner he's they're back in their bedroom right everybody's going to sleep dave doing voice texts to well not you know dictating text to meg which i guess is a great instead of showing him texting it on the screen either way he's apologizing to meg for the night and not being being able to hang out like he had planned he offers to hook her up uh to a show next time and then he also says sorry about bringing up the whole dancing thing, right? So he feels bad. So cut to the next morning after the storm. Everything's kind of destroyed outside. Everyone's cleaning up all the destruction that's happened. Um, and Meg says that she wants she wants to be angry at Dave uh, for making all of those assumptions about her. But she tells Dave that 
you know, even though she's a little Dicky super fan, she doesn't really know him at all either. Right. And Dave tries to tell her that he's the same guy that's in the music and that last night wasn't who he normally is. Right. And she says that she doesn't need him to save her. She's already been saved. So he tells her about how he didn't listen to all the people uh, who tried to talk him out of becoming a rapper and following his dreams. And she's glad that they didn't. Right. She's glad that they weren't successful. Because everybody would, you know, see she doesn't give him or so. As he's about to leave, right, she doesn't want everybody to see her give him a hug. So she gives him a mind hug, which is, you know, adorable, whatever. She says goodbye to everybody as they leave. Um, And as Dave goes to leave, uh, Meg's brother comes up and tells Dave that he checked out his music and loved it. Right. Not a big fan of rap, but he checked his stuff out and he liked it. Right. And he says it's cool to hear somebody who's proud to be white. Then he points out his song called White Guy and says that he loves it. And Dave tries to tell him that he's probably misinterpreting the song. Right. But the brother's not buying it. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what I know what the real meaning it is. Right. And he tells Dave that him and his boys will be bumping it all summer, right? And it's just that thing where you can't choose who becomes your fan or how your work will be interpreted. You can't. You can't choose. Like, so Dave can't. There's like he puts his art out. You can't. You can't. You can't know. You can't force people to interpret your work in the way you intend. And you could use that to compare it to religion, too. How there is a vast difference in people who use religion and the type of people they are. They could be actually compassionate people, kind of like the mom was. Or it could be like the brother, who is a white supremacist. So as the bus pulls away, you see Meg back in her room wearing her dancing outfit, doing a dance to her camera. So she's like didn't give up on her dreams. She's following Dave's advice, not allowing them to dictate, which we'll see how that goes for her. But kind of a nice ending, right? He, he helped keep her from giving up on her dreams and having a little bit of uh, di- being disobedient in a way. To not give up on her dreams. But this that was the end of the episode. This was by far the most stressed out I've been watching this episode. Probably since the first episode of season two where they were in Korea. That was a very stressful episode as well. Not nearly as much. F- There's more comedy in this one than that one. But that was the last episode I remember feeling stressed out watching this show. Um, but this episode clearly intending to be a horror episode. So much of the score and things that happened really had that vibe, right? But uh, I did love this. This episode had the entire gang, unlike the previous episodes this season that were mostly Dave and another character. We had th- the whole gang, the the scene with Mike, Emma, and Els at the table with the dog and the grandma, and that whole thing was very uncomfortable, very disgusting, but also very hilarious. Right. I think a big part of the this episode is also just kind of people making assumptions 
Dave assuming Meg is a certain way, uh, Dave assuming the parents are going to act a certain way, um, all of these different things, and showing how people can interpret things in whatever way suits their narrative. Um, and in most cases, you know, I think we're all just kind of trying to do the best we can. Uh, trying to change people is far more unlikely uh, than just having some kind of respect for your differences, which is kind of hard to do when somebody's differences is uh, white supremacy or hate speech or wanting to eradicate a, a, a minority for whatever reason. Uh, but this episode, mostly difficult to watch, very cringy, very stressful, but also still had moments of comedy. Um, we also got some dramatic realizations about Gaeta, right, that kind of felt out of place in some ways. But, you know, we still, I, I enjoy getting to know more about these characters that are part of this show. Uh, so that could have been set up a little bit better, but either way, um, it was a great episode. Next episode, episode six of season three, is hashtag R.I.P. Little Dicky. I'm maybe Little Dicky is trying to change his his uh, his his fan base. Uh, maybe he's not happy with what he's seen from his fans, or maybe Dave dies in the next episode. Either way, Dave makes a big decision about tour, and it blows up in his face. Oh, I think he's trying to change his image. And I think his fans aren't going to like it. I think that's what he's going to do. I really do. I think so. Uh, but either way, that's a wrap for this episode of the Dave Recap Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you come back next Tuesday for more laughs, insights, and opinions on this awesome show. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or a rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube. Until then, I am still Ray Taylor, reminding you to keep it real, keep it funny. And keep watching Dave. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.